On air podcast number 31 for the 20th of October 2007. You're listening to the On Air Podcast on the web at www.onairpodcast.co.uk Providing material for use by hospital radio stations across the UK. So yes, you join me in room 211 at the Hilton Newport Hotel in Wales for this uh, special on-air podcast. It is on-air podcast number 31, and this is the podcast for hospital radio stations and uh, made up by hospital radio stations too. And uh, thank you ever so much for listening to the programme, either live from the website or for downloading and hopefully subscribing to the show as well. Uh, Maybe you do that in iTunes. Uh, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are today. I'm in my hotel room. It's um, quarter to seven on the Saturday evening of the Newport Conference and um, just lining myself up to go down for the Cardiff Male Voice Choir, which I am actually quite looking forward to at quarter past seven uh, this evening. So I thought, well, this is an ideal opportunity to sit in here, record this podcast, and I can uh, edit it up on the train on the way home back to London Paddington tomorrow morning. And uh, so this podcast won't be too long, no music at the end. It uh, just contains an interview with um, Scunthorpe Hospital Radio's Sean Dunderdale, who's going to be the producer of the Hospital Broadcasting Association Awards, or the National Hospital Broadcasting Awards 2008, uh, along with uh, the Yorkshire Regional Rep, Ian Lee, who will be organising the awards. Uh, Sean will be producer of the awards ceremony with Sybil Fowler of Rookwood Sound and Warwick Corporate Events taking on the technical production of the show. And so I caught up with Sean a little earlier on, right after the AGM, and um, we uh, we hid out in the uh, underneath the staircase at the Newport Hotel and, um, well, just uh, had a little chat with him. And here's how the interview went. Just give us a little bit of um, history on, you know, the, the the last awards was in April, and maybe take us from there. Okay, well, obviously, Dave and, and Chris, um, Dave is, has been the vice uh, president of um, the uh, the Hospital Broadcasting um, Association. He's been organising the awards for the last five years. He decided just before the last awards in Northampton back in April, as you say, that he was going to stand down and wasn't going to be, um, you know, it is very time-consuming. He kept telling me this, and I didn't believe him until now. Um, But, you know, it was a lot of his time, so he decided to stand down after five very successful years. And we mentioned the bar. It was in Northampton after the awards ceremony in the bar, having had one or two, you know, little shandies, that Ian Lee, my colleague from Scunthorpe Hospital Radio, came and said, why don't we try it? And we thought a little bit about it, had another glass, and said, yeah, OK. So we approached the HBA and said, we'll do it. Um, woke up the next morning thinking, have we really said yes to this? Um, the HBA thought about it for a little while. We, we had a meeting uh, with them uh, in Leicester um, about a month later. And um, they listened to our ideas, our plans of how we could take the, the, the awards forward and, and, and keep you know, what, what Dave and Chris had built up. And um, here we are, um, less than six months away from the awards now. And it's a reality, and um, we are producing the ceremony and um, doing the whole award uh, event, you know, getting the, uh, the entries in and that kind of thing. So it's actually happening. OK, and, and what would you say uh, are going to be the, the main changes? You know, we've, we, we have had five years of, you know, increasingly, well, 
a, a standard has been set across those five years, um, and people maybe now having their their set idea of what the award ceremony is going to be like. Tell me how you're visualising next year's awards. Ideally, I want it to be very similar to how how it's it's developed over the last last few years. The, the problem that we have, the problem that, that, that Dave was, was coming across in, in the latter year, was the sponsorship money, finding sponsors, people who um, were willing to to kind of sponsor the awards, and that, that's not unique to, to hospital broadcasting. You know, if you a lot of companies are not now having the money that they used to have. Um, so getting the sponsors in has been an issue, and obviously what we want to do is we don't want the awards to be a, a drain on, on what is a charitable organisation, so we need to cover the costs. So we've looked at maybe stripping out some of the, the extra glitz that was there without taking away from the core of what is a fantastic night out for those attending, a fantastic award ceremony, and, and pushing that message of um, what hospital broadcasting is all about. So raising awareness, keeping that uh, in the public eye, um, recognising the, the, the thousands of volunteers across the country in some way, but maybe um, not quite as glitzy. You know, we've had in the past maybe some uh, a dance routine and, and little bits of added glitz that we think possibly we could we could manage without, but not take away from the, the actual ceremony itself. I've volunteered myself to dance if need be. I'll do the dancing on the stage, but um, I'm sure the members wouldn't like that, so I'm sure that won't be happening. Okay. I hope not anyway. <laughs> Uh, certainly one of the things, um, having attended hmm, probably four award ceremonies in the past, that the main thing I get out of it, um, and that I hope, well, sounds like will continue, is that I leave there proud to be doing hospital radio and proud of, of the way that it has an impact on the audience um, that, are, that are there. So, yeah, Absolutely. That, that's what it's all about. It, it's about, you know, you've got... Very, very small hospital radio stations with just a very, very small handful of, of volunteers. You've got bigger hospital radio stations, different parts of the country, but they're all ultimately doing exactly the same thing. And, and we get all these people under one roof, and it's a chance to say, look, you know, this is how great we are, you know, as a, uh, hospital broadcasters across the country, all volunteers, all doing this fantastic work in hospitals, um, and maybe it's not recognised as much just how great it is. You know, we kind of think in our own little team, hey, we're doing a good job. But actually, right across the country, there are thousands of volunteers doing this and putting in, I don't know how many thousand hours a, a year volunteers is now. Um, and it is getting that recognition. And so the people who are at that ceremony come away thinking, yeah, you know, we're doing a fantastic job. And it's just getting that, that recognition from various people. And it's raising awareness, uh, greater awareness, if you like, outside uh, of the ceremony itself of the good work that the volunteers are doing. And that's really what I want to do. You know, it's the, you know, the ceremony to be the spur of hospital broadcasting week, but then to lead on from that, to have the publicity that, that can go for the rest of the week, if you like. You know, and let's, let's raise the profile and make sure that that week does stand out to the greater public, to the people who, you know, patients, if they come into contact with hospital radio, know how great it is. But there's a lot of people who maybe don't come into contact with hospital radio, and fingers crossed they never will need to, but there are chances are they will, mm. and they, they understand what hospital radio is all about and how, uh, you know, the amazing work that's carried out. And so part of the, the you coming to the awards as the new organisers brought in two new awards. Mm. Um, so we're keeping 
All the existing ones. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're not changing at all, and there's an addition of two others. Could yes. you uh, describe what those ones are? Yeah, well, we felt... Um, I mean, the, the Outstanding Contribution Award, last year it went for the uh, the Billy Bug campaign, which was this... And it, it, it's um, a, a little sort of two- or three-minute um, information piece which was uh, designed by one hospital radio station, which went around the country just urging... Um, patients really to, 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 to keep on top of things like MRSA and things and, and you know wash your hands and that kind of thing um, and it was the story of this guy called Billy Bug who was a little bug in the hospital and you know we're all trying to fight to, 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 to stop the, those bugs in the hospital so, so that was something kind of unique about hospital radio and we felt that was an ad hoc thing that yes we think we should give an award for Billy Bug so we created the outstanding contribution for, for one year only and both Ian and I felt that there are all kinds of things going on in hospital radio stations that are unique about hospital broadcasting and that we should be recognising every year, not just occasionally, but actually recognising every year and actively asking people, tell us what is unique about hospital broadcasting. It could be an idea like Billy Bug. It could be um, a novel way of fundraising. It could be an individual who has done something in the last 12 months who has really stood out and has gone that extra mile for helping patients or, you know, keeping, in some cases, just speaking at the conference today, you know, some people who've been fighting for months to keep their station on air against the odds. And it's that kind of thing that we think that category would be great for. We've got the John Whitney Award, which is, to some people, seems to be the same award, but it isn't. The John Whitney Award is almost the um, long service award, if you like. It's somebody who has been doing... Uh, hospital broadcasting and, and been involved in some way for a long period of time whereas the outstanding contribution is somebody who's done something, gone that extra mile or has come up with a unique idea over the last 12 months the other award, the, um, the, the volunteer of the year, really again looking at the categories I know from my, my station at Scunthorpe there are people who don't want to talk into a microphone, they're not comfortable talking into a microphone but they still do some fantastic work whether it's you know just working in the record library or fundraising or, or request collecting and really, the awards in the past have been more focused on what's going on on air than what's going on off air. And what we wanted to do was open the volunteer award up for, for, for those individuals who do fantastic work. If you like the unsung heroes, they, they do fantastic work, but not in front of a microphone. Um, and, uh, and so we want to try and, you know, let's get those... Uh, I don't want to call them backroom boys and girls because it sounds like they're doing a secondary job to yeah, the person yeah. in front of the microphone. It's an equally important job, and it's equally important they should be recognised. So that's, that's the aim of the Volunteer of the Year Award. And how, how is that... Because uh, previously with things, they've been like, you know, presenter of the year, and so the, the presenter has put forward their things. How, how are you um, kind of getting in nominations as such? Um, just nominated by other people in that station. Yeah, yeah. Ideally, it's it's kind of. Um, I mean, we've got the uh, we, we've got the entry form, and it, it's on the, the the HBA website as well. The details. Um, uh, the idea is, you know, if, if you know somebody who is doing an outstanding job in your station and has done, uh, you know, the last last year or so um, behind the scenes. Put them forward, you know, please push them our way and, and just write a, you know, just a, a few paragraphs about why you think um, that person is uh, deserving, uh, you know, the recognition of the work that they've been doing. So that's that for, for that award uh, and, the, and the contribution award. Um, it, it's more a written application submission, which, which the judges will then read through them all and will take into account, um, you know, who they think perhaps has stood out more. Um, the other awards are. Same as they were. You know, we want audio examples on CD or mini disc. Um, some awards are five minutes, some are ten minutes. So again, check on the website. Um, 
um, for, for the exact details there of, of the exact duration of each of them. But yeah, we want the best of hospital radio um, to, be, to be displayed in audio form so the judges can sit down and have a listen and then feel when they've listened for 5, 10, 15 minutes, however long it is, that they understand what that station is trying to do or what that presenter is trying to do and, 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 and know that it, it's reaching the, the achievement of, of what hospital radio is all about, really, if you like. And you, you mentioned the judges. Mm. We're, um, we've still got quite a lot of the previous judges, yeah. which is a great sign. It, it shows that they you know, really do enjoy doing it. And we've got some new ones. Yes, what we've tried to do is try and, and get judges right across the UK so that, so that we've got people everywhere uh, contributing rather than, if you like, just a handful of judges from, from one or two regions. Um, and what we've also tried to do is to bring other people in who will help raise awareness of, of hospital broadcasting. So we have, like, Paul Donovan, who, who writes for the Sunday Times. He's the radio reviewer in the culture magazine of the Sunday Times. Um, he will be judging Station of the Year, one of the judges for Station of the Year. And as part of that, he will write a couple of columns... Uh, which will appear in the Sunday Times culture, um, about hospital broadcasting nearer the time. So that's raising, again, nationally raising awareness of hospital broadcasting in the UK, which is what we want to do. Um, other judges, um, they've perhaps worked in hospital radio in the past. They're working in uh, professional radio at the moment. Um, Phil Hughes, who's um, the head of programming at Radio 2, he, for instance, will be, uh, will be one of the judges again. He's done that in the past, and he's, he's delighted to be back. Um, and various other people who've, who work it at the moment in, in BBC local radio stations, commercial radio stations around the country, or have some kind of involvement in hospital radio or, or previously. I mean, the um, vice chairman of the Labour Party, uh, Ian Causey, who's an MP, he uh, will be one of the judges as well. And he started life in hospital radio, has still got uh, an interest in, in radio itself. Um, so it's, it's a variety of people just trying to take, you know, some of the great judges we've had in the past and just add to them, you know, put some new faces in there and um, maybe uh, they'll have a, maybe a, a slightly different approach to listening to the entries than some of the previous judges, for instance. You know, everyone's got a different idea, so that, that's how that'll work. So you mentioned listening to the entries. The entries this time are in before Christmas. Yes, I think they have been the last year or two. Um, the reason, really, and Christmas is... A very bad time, I know. Um, but the reason really is we need to get them in before Christmas so that by the new year they can be with the judges. Um, and we do it in two stages. There's, there's a, a huge set of judges who listen to everything, sift it down, and then they, if you like, will come up with, uh, with perhaps their, their, the top ten. So these are the people who will then be shortlisted. And then from that top ten, the next tier of judges, uh, including like Paul Donovan of the Sunday Times things, will listen to all ten and will then vote between them to, to get the commended, the highly commended, and then the bronze, silver, and gold uh, award winners. And so to do that, um, and to try and get that shortlist out early in the new year, to then have the second wave of judging, to then obviously get the awards um, engraved and ready for March the 29th, means we had to move it forward. Ideally, what we also wanted to do, you know, because... Um, the uh, spring uh, conference always very successful, very popular with people. We wanted to try and get the nominations out before the close of residential bookings because obviously if you're nominated, you might think, well, we've got a chance of winning this. We should be at the conference if, if they weren't thinking of going. It might be an extra incentive. Um, and the problem is if we, if we delayed it and left it a little bit longer, then there may be problems of getting those uh, nominees actually into the awards table because it's all booked up. Uh, you know, to, to, to get into the awards ceremony itself. So we've had to move it forward 
a few weeks. Um, but it, it's the same sort of time scale as it has been for the last couple of years, but those are the reasons why. And so the, the nominees will know that they've been nominated before the award ceremony, as in previous years? Yeah, as in previous years. A shortlist will come out <clears throat> early, um, I, I, I think in February, um, sort of late January, early February. Um, and the nominees, the, the, the ten nominees, if you like, um, in each category, the shortlist will be out. And then from those nominees, there will again be the five commended, and then there'll be two highly commended, and then there'll be a bronze, a silver, and a gold winner. Um, so that, that part of the award ceremony itself is staying the same at the moment. We may change in future years. We're open to discussion with all um, members of, of hospital broadcasting. We want these awards to evolve. We didn't want to change too much at the minute because, you know, what Dave and Chris was doing was working. Mm. We don't want to change it too much, so we've added a couple of new categories. We've added some new judges. And then next year, if it works, if they still want us to do it, um, then we'll look at, you know, other changes. And already today at the conference, you know, we've been meeting people, we've been having discussions, and they've come up with some ideas of maybe different categories we could consider, maybe a different way of, of doing those top 10 nominations. So it's kind of, we're open to suggestion. So please, you know, anybody do get in touch and, and make a suggestion if you want something changing. And so what, what is the best way to get in touch and also find out about these categories? The best way is to go to the HBA website. Um, on the HBA website itself, uh, if you click on the, uh, the members category, then awards, there's the full list of awards there, the details of the, the, the categories, uh, the closing date. The, the actual rules of the competition, if you like. Um, and if you want to get in touch, then the best email address is, is uh, awards at hba.co.uk, which will then go to Ian and myself. Um, and we'll then get back to you, you know, include your phone number, whatever. And I'm only too willing. I'll pick the phone up and, and give, you a, give you a call and, and, and chat through your ideas for the awards uh, for, for fu future years, answer any questions you may have, or if you know any sponsors. If anybody wants to be involved sponsorship-wise, then again, drop me an email and I'll, I'll get back to you. And I'm kind of thinking that sponsorship-wise, you don't need to be... You don't necessarily... You're not necessarily after a sponsor to sponsor an award as such. They mm. might want to sponsor flowers for the stage. Yeah, the, there are different, different levels of, of, of sponsorship. And I'm not after you know, somebody with a massive cheque that's going to sponsor the entire award. If, if, if there's anybody out there who's got a big cheque and wants to cover the whole cost, that'd be great. Um, but I, you know, I accept that probably isn't going to happen. Um, so there's, there's different tiers of, of, of sponsorship. You can sponsor an award if you want. You know, um, Independent Radio News, um, they're sponsoring um, the, the speech award again. So uh, you know, it's the speech award with IRN, which is great. Thank you, IRN. Um, and there's various other um, uh, sponsors involved. But it could be, yeah, the flowers for the staging. Um, it could be offering a prize. Um, BBC Radio 2 have, have been sponsors in the past. We all know what's going on at the BBC at the minute. Lots of cutbacks happening, so they haven't got the money to, to, to physically give us cash. But Phil uh, at Radio 2 has said that the, the winner of the male and the female um, uh, presenter of the year can go and spend the day at Radio 2, which is a kind of money-can't-buy prize. Mm -hmm. So an extra incentive there. You know, John at IRN um, always says for the speech award winner, you can go spend the day at ITN. Um, so there's, there's little extra things they can give us. Um, uh, and so, you know, there may be... Um, other services out there, maybe a jingle company or someone who would like to give the station of the year a jingle package or, you know, there's all kinds of little things that we could do as add-ons for prizes if the money isn't actually there. You know, money's there to cover the cost, that'd be fantastic and we, 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 we know we can do that this year. Um, but, you know, there's little add-ons. Anything, if anybody wants to get involved in any way, we're open to offers and suggestions, definitely. 
Okay, Sean, I think that'll do us. We'll okay. head to the bar. Yes, definitely. Um, and thank you for your spending time chatting about the awards. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be a good night. Um, 29th of March, I want everybody there in Leeds, whether you're nominated or not, because it's going to be a good night and we can celebrate hospital broadcasting. Um, and just go to the website, hbauk.co.uk, and check it all out, and let's get your entries in. And uh, so, to me, it sounds like it's going to be a great awards. Uh, really looking forward to it. Taking place in Leeds uh, next year. And um, that should be good in the newly refurbished hotel. I can, uh, if you uh, bear with me, grab my sheet of paper. A first class return to Leeds. Uh, it's going to be the uh, the hotel has been extensively refurbished. It cost of ten million pounds, reinstating many of the original Art Deco features. Uh, the uh, awards ceremony taking place on the 29th of March 2008 the conference itself running from the 28th of March to the 30th and uh, that will kick off hospital broadcasting week as Sean was mentioning so uh, you do have to get your residential bookings in by the 29th of February 2008 um, but you don't need to wait until next time uh, last time they said that when we went to Leeds they had to turn people away because they ran out of rooms so uh, send in your booking form and secure your place of course you can find out details of the Leeds uh, Leeds conference hbauk.co.uk and uh, there will be a link to that on the show notes which you can get to via the on air podcast website on airpodcast.co.uk and just a reminder that the competition has been extended until the 31st of October get anything you have for the podcast even if it's just a show intro saying hello this is x from hospital radio x and you are listening to the on air podcast just something like that any entries that i do get in will go into the draw got two licenses for p squared's nexus system to give away draw taking place 31st of october 2007 so if you are entering that a good luck to you and uh, i shall let you know next week bit of wade's work wade's world here next week i shall be in cornwall down in truro for a few days going down thursday friday saturday and sunday and so the podcast will be back in a fortnight's time so uh, get your entries in and uh, hopefully i can play some of those uh, you would have also received down on the feed uh, michelle mcmanus interview and uh, john watson from hospital radio perth sent that one in and uh, she was appearing at a local theater so you can find out more about the life of michelle mcmanus after pop idol i believe she was in so uh, head across to the website, you can download that, or if you've subscribed, you would have already got it. It's the benefit of subscribing, it means that every time there's a new episode, it'll automatically get downloaded for you. You don't have to keep checking back onto the website. Give me a call if you'd like, 0207 870 1287. My email is onairpodcast at com, or you can uh, Skype me at mattwade01. I look forward to hearing from you soon. That's it from Newport. Have a good day. You've been listening to the On Air Podcast. Check out the show notes and any scripts needed by visiting the website at onairpodcast.co.uk. You can email the show with comments, audio, or items for the next edition via onairpodcast at gmail.com. The show's imaging is supplied by DivaWeb, online at divaweb.co.uk.